Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brandon T. Adams, and on today's show, I got my buddy Jeremy Fremont. I uh, last night was in Santa Monica, and I I'm a really last minute person, and uh, gave my buddy a call. I said, Jeremy, you got a place to stay tonight? Uh, yeah, sure, come on over. And uh, so I I got to catch up with Jeremy, and uh, Jeremy's a good friend of mine, entrepreneur. And he really likes to live life like me. I mean, we live life in the moment. We enjoy the, the little things and we like to experience things. We'll do crazy shit sometimes. And he takes it to a whole new level and he has traveled around the world and he travels quite a bit. He actually, he hosts people quite a bit for Airbnb. And so today's show, you're going to hear a couple entrepreneurs talking about business, give insight on life and traveling. He'll share with you what he's learned in traveling and he'll go into deep depth about the Airbnb business, what he's learned from it and how he's been able to get his Airbnb at the like top five in LA. And he has a podcast show where he does updates on different things going on in LA. And then we just talk about mindset and living life to the fullest and how if you really want something in life, you just got to go after it. Jeremy and I had first met, we went to the Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins in LA back in October. And that's how we had first got in touch with each other. And since then, we've been great friends and we've learned a lot. We've masterminded together and we're going to share with you a lot of great things today. So you're going to enjoy two entrepreneurs talking back and forth, talking about traveling and everything else, and you can relate it to your life. Before we jump into the show, I want to remind you about the Millennial Entrepreneur Network that is tomorrow, the Millennial Entrepreneur Network. I'm speaking at it. I'm a keynote speaker. I'll be speaking Sunday. So that goes tomorrow through Sunday, the 20th through the 22nd. Just go to MillennialEntrepreneurNetwork.com. Check all the speakers there. Great lineup. I'm excited. It's for a bunch of young entrepreneurs. And it'll be cool to see the group of people, all the, the powerhouses that are going to be there. I'm excited to speak. And if you're in the area, the LA area, be sure to get there. I'd love to have you come hear me speak and uh, meet me in person. So check that out. Go to MillennialEntrepreneurNetwork.com. So let's jump into this show with Jeremy Fremont. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan C. Adams. And on today's show, I got my buddy, Jeremy Fremont. How's it going, bud? It's going fantastic. It's Wacky Wild Wednesday. Let's <laughs> have a smile on our face and love life. So Jeremy is quite the entrepreneur, quite the life liver. You know, at the end of the show, I always say, go out and do something great. And uh, Man, I really screwed that up. Go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. And, uh, you know, Jeremy puts a whole... Uh, do something great in life, live life to the fullest, and he lives life every day as if it was his last. And I mean, Jeremy, we've done some crazy shit together, haven't we, man? We absolutely have. 
You know, Jeremy and I, this is how we met. Actually, we met from uh, one of the previous guests, uh, Sterling Griffin, and he introduced me to him, and actually, we, we bartered uh, what you let me stay at your place for free in return for a ticket, a discounted rate, and for a Tony Robbins event. UPW. We went in October, and anyway, listen, I mean, you should definitely have that experience of going to a Tony Robbins event. It was life-changing, wasn't it? Absolutely. The things that happen are just incredible. Oh, we, we had quite the experience together. We walked on fire, we did the whole nine yards, and we had a lot of fun that week. And it, we even rode a, we rode a bike. We rode bikes. Like, I hadn't rode a bike since I was a kid, and we're riding down downtown L.A. to, to the... Rock and roll marathon. Rock and roll marathon. And we go to the Tony's, Tony Robin event, and it was just... It was crazy. It was quite the experience. You know, I had a lot of aha moments through that. And Jeremy and I have been friends ever since. And we're going to go through his his story, everything he's done, and what we've done together. And the one thing that I really love about Jeremy is he does crazy shit. And he just lives life to the fullest. And we all should. And he does it to a whole new level than I do. I mean, he is always doing... You're always doing crazy shit, man. And... It, it makes you realize like how fun life can be if you just go out and do it. Especially at the Tony Robbins event, you, you didn't hold back. You just let loose. So <laughs> before I ramble on too much, let's go, Jeremy. I want to see where you got started as an entrepreneur. Tell me about your background, yeah, Who, so where you're from, everything. Right now, I'm currently 29 years old. I'm originally from South Dakota. Spent the first 18 years of my life in South Dakota. What town? What town? South Dakota. Spearfish, South Dakota. So very far west in the Black Hills, 11 miles from the Wyoming border. And then I spent seven years in Colorado, two and a half or one and a half years in Germany, and now two and a half years here in Los Angeles. So I've had a chance to kind of jump around the world, explore it, and the world is still, you know, large and small. There's a lot more for me to see. But once you start to explore, you realize and you start getting connections and you realize how small it really is and how connected it is if you're hanging out with your tribe and the people that you really want to be hanging out with. Um, And the way that I guess I got started as an entrepreneur was I was really young. I was probably 10 and a half, 11 years old at this point in time. And uh, my stepdad, Ralph, he was building a garage in the back of our house and it was in a barn shape. And there was a lot of nails out in the gravel driveway. And in that with all those nails, he made a, an agreement. He said, hey, Jeremy, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you 10 cents for every nail you'll pick up. <laughs> he had no idea how dedicated I was going to be to pick up those nails. By the time I was done, he ended up paying me like 35 or some odd dollars for nails. A lot more than he paid for the nails to begin with. <laughs> he thought he was going to pay me like $2. And so I far exceeded his expectations. And uh, ever since then, yeah, I've been an entrepreneur um, for the longest time, I'd owned more cars than the number of years I'd lived. Um, you know, I started a lawn care business in the early ages when I was going to high school, and I would only cater to real estate agents and commercial properties because I knew they needed like clockwork to get their yard mowed. So instead of focusing on residential, focus on the areas where you can actually make the most revenue and leverage your time, leverage your effort, and make smart moves. So I've been an entrepreneur my entire life, and it started at a young age, and uh, I'll never look back. So the best place. So to be. tell me, I mean, you travel and you spent some time in Germany, which 
My, my grandma's born and raised in Berlin. I spent some time there. I went there for a few weeks when I was 14. I don't know the language, but uh, I thought it was really cool, and I, I do plan to go back. So tell me what you learned from traveling and living in Germany. Do you, do you speak German? Ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch. Es ist nicht perfekt, aber es ist nicht so schlecht auch. So Now, can we, can we say what you just said in German? Yeah, so I speak a little bit of German. It is not perfect, but it is not too bad as well. And so I had the opportunity, and when I was going to Germany, I actually thought I was only going to be there for three months. And when my three months was coming to an end, what I decided to do is let the plane take off and leave without me, and then I was going to apply for a visa. And actually, you're talking about Berlin, which is funny enough, because I decided on a Thursday that I was going to stay in Germany and I was going to apply for a visa. We had a trip planned to Berlin, which was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we we're gonna be coming back on Sunday evening. And then I decided Thursday I'm applying. My interview already was on Tuesday. By the time my interview came about, I had to have everything ready for my application for my visa. That means I had to show my proof of income that I wasn't gonna take jobs away from Germany. I had to show my entire portfolio. I was applying for an artist visa, so in this case, I had to show all my graphic design work for logos I'd done, brochures, business cards, websites. I had to put together all of this over the course of the time of the weekend. I had to have health insurance. I had to show proof of where I was living. So it was kind of, I was half working, half enjoying life when I was in Berlin. And then that Tuesday morning, one of the great things about being an American, I walked in, and I had a stamp of approval to stay in Germany for an extended amount of time, all because of the fact that I was an American and that I had actually met the requirements and I somehow had put together everything that I needed, about 35 pages of paperwork, all within a very short period of time. So when you focus on something and when you know what your ultimate goal and objective is and you put your energy towards it, no matter what you're doing, no matter what distractions you have, if you actually say, this is what I'm going to do, you set your mind to it, you can make it happen. And that just shows the dedication that you can do it. And this is something that a lot of people probably spend two, three weeks, maybe even months preparing for, but you can prepare for it in a matter of days. So you can condense your learning down a lot quicker if you need to. It's kind of like if you're taking an exam or if you've ever had a term paper. Have, have you have you read the book by Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Workweek? Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I, I was gonna say, I know that that was one of the favorite, especially everything you were talking about. Now, quickly, in, in Germany, did you get to actually see the entrepreneurial ecosystem there? Did you see how people, how's it different than the US? So I guess one of the things that's different, I mean, we're right now sitting in Los Angeles, California. Um, one thing that's different about here in LA opposed to Germany is when you say you're gonna be somewhere at a certain amount of time, let's say you're gonna meet up with somebody at 3.30 in Germany, you're gonna be there at 3.28. In LA, when you're gonna be somewhere at 3.30, you end up being there at about 3.45 or 3.50. Yeah. So there's a whole different kind of mindset as far as this is what I said and this is what I'm going to do. And it's just a lot more lax over here. Over there, they say, hey, this is the way it's gonna be and we're not gonna change our ways because this is what we've said and we're gonna stay and stick to it. And also just as far as manufacturing and the product or the quality of the product that they produce, it's very high caliber. So they're very good at setting up systems and following through. One thing that was really interesting about living in Germany is just watching how they did maintenance. 
So if you look about how we do maintenance on our roads, a lot of it is with big machinery. We don't pay attention to the details anymore. Literally, the brickwork on the roads, you will see a guy, three guys sitting there and laying brick by brick to redo a road. Isn't that crazy how they do that? Because when I it went there my too, mind. they have just bricks. I mean, it's your whole road is just singular bricks. Like, why? Why? Yeah, in, this, in the streets, in the middle of the downtowns, in those small areas, yes, they still are paying attention to these details. And it just boggles my mind how they'll do that. Um, there's a lot of things that are different. One of the things that I really enjoyed that I feel blessed to have had the opportunity to have done, and I encourage anybody else before you have a lot of commitments in life to go out there and live in another country for at least a year duration. And the reason for that is because you have a chance to get to know the culture better, you have a chance to get to know the people better, you have a chance to get to know the language better, you have a chance to experience all of the holidays. I had no idea about all of the different holidays that Germany has that I had no clue even existed. So for example, I experienced Hexenacht. And what is that? Right around the corner, the Asta of Mai. So I experienced Witch Night, which took me back as if I was in the 14 or 1500s, as if I was in a paganist society. And literally we were at a castle that was surrounded by a moat. And we went around and that entire time I was drinking beer that was made out of honey, so honey beer. And then when the main concert was going on, there was somebody who blew a horn and he gathered everyone into the concert and then he was standing on people. They were playing these instruments and they were claiming that the instruments that they were playing, they were kind of like um, bagpipes, but they weren't bagpipes exactly. And they made god-awful noises. And they said that the noises that they were making were the noises of dead witches. And the reason that those witches were dead is because those were the noises that the witches made when they had sex. And so it got, it got really intense and really weird. Right after he made this comment, all in German, he actually came out into the crowd with that same horn that he had blown, and he had it filled with a red liquid, and he poured it out on everybody. It looks like he was pouring blood on everyone. <laughs> and it just got really, really intense. There was a hot tub where everyone would go in, and they would be naked, and you would just be in this gigantic wooden hot tub. And then there was the largest bonfire in Nordrhein-Westfalen, which was one of the states in Germany. So there's 16 states in Germany. And this was the largest bonfire on Hexenacht in this particular state. And the way that they light it is they actually would go and they would light up an arrow on fire. We all had to stand far back away from this giant heap of sticks and dried material. They all light their arrows at once, pull back, boom, this thing ignites. It goes so high into the air that it blows your mind. And then the party continues, and it was just a wild experience. So you've obviously had some great experiences, and you've lived life and traveled. What would be the biggest takeaway from all the travels you've done, what you've learned from different cultures? Uh, to be very open-minded. Um, because when we go into a different culture, and we already think that we are going to experience it in a certain way, or that our culture is the way that it has to be, it can actually diminish the experience that you'll really have. And if you go into it open-minded and you don't really know what to expect, you can experience items that will be mind-altering and help you see the world in a more deep fashion. You know, I totally agree. And I mean, I travel across the country as I'm traveling now. I was in Miami, Florida and in Orlando last week. 
came here to LA. I'm here for a week. I haven't even got my ticket back yet. I don't know when I'm going home. But I'm like you. That's why we get along quite a bit. And when we first met, it was like, wow, we are, we're like, really, we understand things. We want to do things randomly. Like for me, I, I, what did I call you two hours ago? I said, hey, bud, you got a place to stay? Yeah, it was about 9.20, and I was out on a rooftop bar having a drink with my wife, and uh, there comes Brandon. I was like, oh, baby, guess what? Brandon, I think, is going to crash on our couch tonight. And, and you know, I, I'm kind of a, a really last-minute guy and just kind of living life and taking up opportunities. I'm opportunist, and I anytime I have an opportunity to take it up, I had a meeting earlier. I thought maybe I'm going to go stay somewhere near the beach. I don't know, but here we are doing a podcast show, which is awesome. And uh, so you talk about me sleeping on your couch and you do Airbnb. So tell me, and this is something that interests me and anybody out there who, who has experienced Airbnb, tell me what that process looks like. I mean, you have some people that are staying there right now, how people make money with that and just that whole industry. Yeah, so it's a very interesting industry. And uh, let's say if you're an entrepreneur out there right now and you're struggling, when you're getting started, most likely things are not necessarily always going to go your way. So one thing that I always recommend to any new entrepreneur, or even if you're an entrepreneur who's been at it for a while, but you haven't made something stick, is you always need to have a backup plan. Have a plan B of how you're gonna make money. And we live in a world and a society right now where it is so easy to have that backup plan. Regardless if you're gonna be driving for Uber or Lyft, or if you're gonna have an extra couch even, or room in your house and put it available on Airbnb. You need a way to be able to pay your basic expenses. And so in this economy that we live, the shared economy, you can get started in that easier than any of our parents or our grandparents ever had to do where you had to go out and get a job. This is, you make money when you want to. You flip on that you're gonna be a driver when you want to. You flip on that you have your room available when you want to. And it's a way for you to make an additional income if you want to, or for me, in this case, it allows me to kind of experiment and meet new people. And I've been a couch surfer for a long time. I've been part of the shared economy. And it's something that I really enjoy because I get to help enhance the experience of the people who are traveling to LA. I am a huge advocate of promoting downtown LA because of the fact that there's so much happening. And so just to kind of give you an overview, this isn't something we've been doing for a long time. Um, we have a two bedroom, two bathroom place, and we essentially live in a resort more so than an apartment complex. So when you come into our house, uh, you really feel like you're living in a very elegant place. We're actually in a conference room right now. Well, you can hear the waterfall in the background. <laughs> there's literally a waterfall right in the background. Uh, there's a pool, there's multiple hot tubs, there's... Um, uh, multiple libraries, there's fire pits, there's different waterfalls, water features, gardens, uh, massage rooms, saunas, and movie and theater. What are we, five minutes from the Staples Center? Yeah, we're right downtown in the smack dab of anything, and uh, you have no idea that you're downtown because you feel like you're in an oasis somewhere. And so we said, all right, we've got this extra room, and we are going to allow others to experience it. So when we actually took pictures and we turned it online, Within 48 hours, I had 847 views to the place. I had six inquiries and four bookings for booking out straight for two weeks. 
the way that you got to get started is you got to put your price point low you got to do some competition research you got to put it low and then you start getting reviews since that point in time we've raised up our price by about 40 percent and we still continuously get bookings when we want them um, so it's a great way to get that extra income coming in if you need it or if you just want to have new interactions you can make new friends you can make new business relationships and for example right now i'm in the process of doing business consulting for a startup firm and one of the ways that I'm doing that consulting is I'm actually doing surveys. I'm surveying every Airbnb guest that comes through to see what they would want for this particular app. And this app is one that is, well, I'm, I'm not gonna go into the details of the app right now because. But, so let me, let me ask you this, Jeremy. I wanna I want know, so how much do you charge for Airbnb a night? $97 currently. $97, okay. so. First off, if somebody wanted, by the way, anybody listening, so this is where I stay. When I'm in LA, I stay in Jeremy's couch, and I highly suggest, I mean, if you're gonna stay with him, not only are you gonna have a great place to stay, I mean, everything you just explained with the pool and all that, but he will take you out, and he will show you the coolest things in LA. I mean, when I came last time for the Tony Robbins event, we biked downtown. You took me to a taco place. You took me to a restaurant that had some awesome food. You showed me around. We had a good time right in the corner here, which in the morning I'm gonna get a great smoothie, a, a smoothie shop they have. Like, you experience it. You experience life. You live life. You live life. So how do, how do people first find you if they're gonna look for your Airbnb? <laughs> yeah, surprisingly or not, um, not good. I've actually kind of, hacked the algorithm of Airbnb. And the reason that I've kind of hacked it is now if you search Airbnb, um, our listing is gonna be within the top five out of all of LA. If you think of LA, there's really? 13.5 million and we're gonna be in the top five if you search. Um, and the way that I've done that is I do online marketing and so I kind of know how algorithms work. And so I've actually figured out, okay, here's what you do in order to move up the rankings. And I've done some of those items. And one of those things is being very quick at responding and making certain that you don't deny any request. And those are some of the criteria on the back end of Airbnb. And therefore I've moved up the rankings very, very, very quickly. Therefore I can get a ton of views. And so anytime I want to, I can get bookings very, very quickly. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. Literally you just go to Airbnb and you search in a place and you'll see mine. There's not a particular URL I can give you or anything like that, but you're gonna see when you look at the images, you're gonna see this elegant resort. You're gonna see a pool side with lots of chairs and then you're gonna see the skyscape of uh, downtown LA. Again, I highly suggest it for the experience because I mean, I get an experience every time I come here. Uh, Jeremy is a great tour guide and uh, I have a lot of fun every time I come here, buddy. So let's jump into your business. So tell me about more what you're doing now in business and just some tips on different things, how you can help others. Yeah, so I do website design and online marketing, mainly focusing on small to medium-sized business. And I really like to help people when they are kind of at a point either where they've gotten stuck and they don't feel that they can grow anymore, or when they're just getting started, because that's when a lot of major growth can happen. And this can be talking about business strategies and building up automation systems and processes that can actually help you scale your business. So a lot of people, they get to a certain point, maybe they get burned out, because they're doing everything manually themselves. Guess what, we live in 2016, you can set up a lot of automation processes 
to make everything flow a lot smoother, regardless if that's your sales funnel. You can get VAs, I mean, you can get all kinds of- You can of do all sorts of things. And a lot of people, they don't know where to start. So if they don't know where to start, then they just are stagnant. And the worst thing about a business is when you start to grow it and then you start to see it decline or you start to see it just plateau. Because growth equals happiness. And if I can help you get to the point of growing your business and continuing to move forward, that's the best thing that I can do for you. Um, so I've been doing this for seven and a half years. I've worked with 127 plus different businesses. And over the course of the last 12, 13 months, I've actually started doing more of the business consulting side because I can actually just sit down and I can strategize with people and I can help people say, where are you at? Where do you wanna go? And let's figure out how to reverse engineer it and how to get there. Um, so right now I'm doing business consulting for a company in India who three months ago they were at 70 employees, they wanted to get to 120. Now we've actually, I just had the conversation with them this morning, they've now reached the 30 more hires and so. So yeah. how, how do you find, you said India, how do you find somebody like that? How do you find a client like that, Jeremy? Yeah, actually I don't do any marketing myself anymore. I haven't marketed for a client in about three and a half years. Everything's word of mouth just simply because people have worked with me and then they share it with others. I mean, I only have so much capacity at this point in time myself. And so one person says, hey, guess what? I've worked with this guy, Jeremy. You should work with him as well. And they share my which, contact Which word of mouth is big too. And I'm starting to find that in my crowdfunding company where after you get enough clients, you get that success, they tell another person. And then from there, it's a domino effect, which is great. I mean, thing for any business. So what, what would you say the biggest struggles you see for people that come to you that need help in their business? What are they struggling with? Well, one of the biggest struggles is new client acquisition. Um, and new client acquisition comes down to exposure. So they might not just have any idea what they're doing. They want to focus on what their specialty is. Let's say that their specialty is, for example, dog grooming. Okay, let's just talk about a service industry. So they're really good at working with pets. They love pets, but they have no idea and they don't want to know anything to do with their website or social media or how to get found in different directories and how to get new clients to see them. They don't want to think about that. They don't have to think about that because they can work with people like myself or many other people out there. There's a lot of people who know these strategies and that's what they need to do. They just need to find that opportunity, get in contact with them, and then work collaboratively so that everyone can have a win-win situation that you can excel together. And that's what I really help people do is I help give my expertise, my background, my experience, and they can piggyback off me so they can achieve success a lot quicker. I love it, I love it. So Jeremy, we're both entrepreneurs and I, I wanna have this kind of entrepreneurial talk, I mean, man to man our experiences, everything. So what would you say one of the toughest things as being an entrepreneur you have faced yourself? One of, the, one of the toughest things for sure about being an entrepreneur is it's, it's a roller coaster. You know, yeah. there's ups, there's downs. Uh, you gotta have thick skin. Things are not always gonna go the exact way that you want. You're not gonna live a luxurious lifestyle all the time. And that's just something you have to be able to deal with. But if you wanna have the freedom of life be able to make your own schedule and know that you're not like constrained by somebody else going to tell you how much you're gonna get paid each and every single month or per hour. That's what entrepreneurship is all about. So I would say one of my biggest struggles has been the fact that sometimes you don't know where that next money is gonna get coming from, going to be coming from, or when a client doesn't pay you. 
You know, mm. you're expecting, hey, guess what? I've been screwed out of multiple times, you know, $3,000 plus, you know, where you've done the work, you have that relationship, and then the client just disappears. You know, you can take them to small claims court. You can weigh out all these other options. But sometimes, guess what? You don't know when the next money is going to be coming in, and you've got to hustle. You've got to do what you've got to do in order to make certain that you can get your bills paid. You know what? Rent comes around the first of every single month. And until you get everything rocking and rolling, until the gears are oiled up and flowing along smoothly, sometimes you're going to run into hardships. And sometimes you're going to get down and you're going to say, oh, I've got to apply for a job. But persistence is what's going to be your key to success. That's so true. And you know, it is a roller coaster ride. And I mean, I've experienced it too, where you get to that end of the month and it's like, okay, I mean, for me, I have a lot of overhead, a lot of people that work for me and it's like, okay, people see all the money coming in, but they don't realize there's a lot of things you got to do. And it's that one check or that one client that comes in and you're pushing for the next step. And me too, I'm experiencing my struggle right now as an entrepreneur is scaling. I mean, our crowdfunding company, we're growing fast. And when you grow fast, you have a team. And being able to make sure you're getting all the expense out and you're being able to handle that growth. I mean, growth is is hard when you're a startup and you're going, all of a sudden, you're taking on more clients and you gotta make sure, I mean, when people pay you a lot of money, you need to make sure you're delivering more than they could ever imagine. Because for me, like if somebody's gonna pay me 10, 20 grand, I wanna make sure I'm giving them $40,000 with the value and more Otherwise, I mean, what is it worth for them to hire? You gotta add value. You know what I mean? You oh, yeah. experience? Absolutely. Because in business, it's all about adding value. And a lot of people they, they look at the wrong reasons. They look about how much money to make and what they get out of it. But I think the more that you serve, the more value that you give, the more it'll come back to you in return. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. I would agree. And always approach any situation by providing value. A lot of people are kind of sharks. If they see somebody that has something that they want, there'll be a group of piranhas trying to nibble on and say, I want a piece of this meat. When in essence, instead of being a piranha, try to be somebody who actually gives value. And try like to that. approach that situation where instead of trying to ask, 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 give, 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 build that relationship and that building of the relationship will go further than you can ever expect. Because business all comes down to still people doing business with people. That's what it all comes down to. So build your network, build your relationship, and hang around with people who are further experienced than you. Hang around with those you know, five, six, 10 people who are gonna push you to the next level because you are essentially the people who you hang around with the most often. So you're either gonna be hanging around with people who are gonna pull you down or you're gonna hang around with people who are gonna push you forward. And you're the one who chooses that. And sometimes it can be hard. Maybe it's a friend that you've had for a long time, but you can see, hey, they don't have the same values as you. They don't have the same ambitions. And it can be hard to say, hey, I'm not gonna go and have that beer on the Friday or Saturday night with them because I've got other things that I want to achieve. And sometimes, it's just a hard decision you have to make. It is, it is. And you know, coming from the Tony Robbins event, both of us, mindset is big. I mean, how you set your mind and also your rituals. So what are some things that really have changed you? I know you recently have had some rituals. 
what are some things you do every day to keep you focused and keep your mind clear and keep you on track for doing business? Because as an entrepreneur, I mean, we have to, we decide our own time. Some people are like, oh, you're an entrepreneur, you do whatever you want. No, really, we have to commit our own time. I mean, some days we have 15, 18 hour days to do things. So how do you keep track? How do you stay focused every single day? What are the things that you do for your success? Yeah, so success for me actually starts the night before. So it comes down to planning. A lot of people actually do not plan and they just want to live life on the fly. And if you can actually plan out what your objectives are and where you want to head, it's a lot easier to get there. So for me, every single night, I want to sit down for a half an hour and I want to actually do some journaling. And my journaling, I journal um, what the date is, I journal the time, I journal the temperature, the location, uh, my current emotions, I journal a recap of the day, three items I'm grateful for, my goals for the next day, my goals for the week if it's Sunday, and my goals for the month if it's the last day of the month. And so then I have those objectives set out. And so when I go to bed already, I know what my goals are for the next day, which makes it a lot easier for my mind because my mind is already solving these goals. And then what I do as part of my ritual is I wake up in the morning and first thing I do 10 minutes of stretching. I do five to 10 minutes of walking with some breathing exercises to get the blood flowing. I go to the gym for 20 to 30 minutes. Right after that, I do 10 minutes of meditation. And then on my way back, I do five minutes of gratitude where I'm just thankful and I'm in a state of gratitude. And that puts you in a state where you don't have fear because when you're living in a state of gratitude, fear is evaporated. And that gets my momentum going for the day. And if I realize when I don't do that, my day does not flow as well. And this has been a new routine for me actually since we went to the Tony Robbins event. He calls it the hour of power. So he does an hour of power that's slightly different than mine. I've taken what he does and made it a version of something that I've been doing for many years, but slightly changed it up a little bit to fit my own needs because we're all individuals. We all have something that works better for us. So experiment, and that's one thing that I do. I utilize Trello as a system to write all my goals down in. Um, Evernote to great. do my journaling. Trello's great, yeah. Yeah, Evernote for the journaling, Trello for putting my goals down into, and then uh, I just focus on one thing at a time. Um, if you try to multitask for me, I've noticed if I close down all the other tabs and I just focus on this one item, it's awesome. Using binary beats, also brain.fm is another thing. When I'm getting into the groove, do a half an hour, hour at a time on one item, and that helps you consistently move forward. And focus on your items that are going to be the items that you think are gonna make your day successful first thing in the morning. Because it's really easy to do the little things that take up five, 10, 15 minutes, and those are simple. But what are the things that really are gonna help you move towards your goal? If you focus at least two to three hours of that in the morning, you're gonna consistently be moving forward. You're gonna be able to reach your goals a lot faster than you've ever imagined. So do that, utilize Trello, and be smart, be systematic, plan, and review and recap, and make certain that you have self-awareness about where you want to head. That's all good stuff. And um, I wanna ask you one more question before we go here. What would be the single best advice you've ever gotten in your life? And how have you applied that in your life? The single best advice I've ever gotten in my life. Uh, growth equals happiness. 
I would say. Growth equals happiness. And was that by Tony Robbins? It was. And that was within the UPW event that we went to within the first 10 minutes of us going there. I could have left after 10 minutes and I would have been able to be satisfied. And you can apply this philosophy to pretty much anything. A business, if your business isn't growing, it's dying. A plant at a certain point in time, if it's not growing, it's going to be dying. Me personally, if I don't feel that I'm growing, learning something new, moving forward my business, I get into a point where I'm not as happy. So growth equals happiness. and It does, and it does. And you know, it's the old saying is, and somebody said it today at the Zoic event, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And you know, you look at people, for example, uh, you look at uh, the, when they walked on the moon, they came back down and you know what happens they got depressed because they realized well we were on the moon what more can we do right that can top that to grow yeah. so they all got depressed and you look at billionaires and they reach a certain point in their life like what more is there to look forward to in life because we as human beings as tony robbins tells us we have to grow we have the needs we need to grow that's one of the biggest things it doesn't matter where you're at you may be at and here's a great example um, they say when you win the lottery, Jeremy, uh, when you win the lottery, you're six months later after winning the lottery, you're as happy as you were before you won the lottery because you're, you're at a different state. So you must always grow. And for people out there listening, whatever your business is, you don't want to plateau. You want to always grow. You always want to get better in life. You want to master your craft and find ways to, to get better in your business. And you'll be happier. You'll live a much happier life. And do like Jeremy and I do. Go do them random things. Go travel. Go experience things. Do things and not give a fuck what other people think. Because you you know how much fun it is. How many things have you done that have been crazy, but you've enjoyed them and you never forgot them? It's in small little moments. In the moment. Living in the moment. Isn't that a powerful thing, Jeremy? It is a wonderful thing. And... When you live life in a fashion that can help you experience the moment, that's what living is all about. A lot of us, we're always saying, oh, we're thinking about the past or we're thinking about the future. Well, think about the present because that's what it's all about. We're living right here, right now. Let's enjoy it to the maximum, live life to the fullest, and always love life because a life worth living is a life worth loving. Damn. I couldn't have said better, man. Where can people find you? What is your Snapchat? <laughs> I just downloaded Snapchat, uh, I think, two and a half days ago. Uh, Snapchat is Jeremy Fremont. Uh, so Fremont is F-R-E-M-O-N-T, and Jeremy is J-E-R-E-M-Y-F-R-E-M-O-N-T. Uh, follow me along at Snapchat. Literally just downloaded it, so let's see what happens there. Where else can people contact you if they want to work with you or if they want to just have a great tour guide in L.A.? Because i got to tell you, again, if you're in L.A., contact Jeremy. He's made my times very fun, experience, and just you get to see new things in the city here. Yeah, literally just shoot me over an email. Uh, my email address is tedaweb at gmail.com. That's T as in Tom, A as in Apple. D as in David, A as in Apple, H as in Henry, W-E-B, like boy, at gmail.com. 
shoot me over an email and uh, I'll be more than happy to spark up a conversation for you, host you, or uh, you know, help you with the project, whatever it is. So let's get started and uh, you can actually check out the website as well. It is sidekickmark.com. That is your sidekick for marketing success. It's actually a superhero that I created when I was actually living in Germany. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, check it out and let's have fun. Let's build something great and keep rocking and rolling because life is wonderful. Hey, man, I appreciate it. And thank you again for having me at your place for Airbnb. Again, I can't say enough. Airbnb. Not even as Airbnb, just as a guest. Just as a guest. I mean, Jeremy Fremont, great guy, good friend. Even was at the Young Entrepreneur Convention. We'll be going to many more events and experiencing some crazy shit in the process. But that is it for today's show, everyone. And you know what time it is. Go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show of Jeremy Fremont. What I want you to get out of this show is the fact that you need to live life to the fullest. You need to do things in the moment. You got to enjoy the small things because most people get caught up in getting to that finish line and they don't really enjoy the journey. They don't enjoy the little things in life. And Jeremy and I touch, I mean, based on that strongly, how we both really enjoy the moments in life. I mean, like I said, last night was a last minute decision to come here. Next couple days, I'm just doing things uh, spontaneously. Tonight, I'm going to a launch party for the league. Get to meet the founder of the league, which is, from what I've been told, is basically like a Tinder, but for professionals. Um, you, you have to actually submit to be into it. But I'm going to go to that. And then from there, again, got the Millennial Entrepreneur Network this weekend. And then I'm going to head to Vegas for a couple days. Got some business to do there. And then probably make my way back to Iowa. I've been gone for a little bit now, but it's been a fun journey. And I highly suggest to all of you, take a trip. Go out there and experience life. Go to different parts of the country and enjoy it. I mean, most people anymore can work remotely from their computer. And for me, I can set up my computer anywhere and do my work or upload a podcast show. I'm I'm sometimes uploading podcast shows on the beach uh, while I'm going in the mountains, wherever it is. I mean, technology has allowed us to live life to the fullest and work from anywhere. So for you, enjoy life, do great things, and go out there, create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>